welcome to Making It Happen. Boy, do we have a good show for you today. He's not really family, but he feels like family. Corey Frizzell, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, and his little daughter, Lyric. And I really want you to watch this show today. It's going to be inspiring to all of you. But before we get started, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about destiny. Destiny in our own lives. You know, destiny unfolds as we go through life. And sometimes we don't see much happening in our lives, so we wonder if there's really anything special that we're supposed to be doing. But because it unfolds, you don't always see the end of what it's really going to be, which I think God makes all of our lives to be great if we'll just wait on the timing of God. I know when I first started out in life, my first couple of jobs that I had was uh, doing ice cream cones, you know, dipping cones at Tasty Freeze and then carrying those trays at the Piccadilly Cafe. And I thought, well, God, is this all there is for me? Am I going to be doing this for the rest of my life? So then when I tried to go get an office job, they said, well, wait a minute, all you've ever done is carry trays in the Piccadilly Cafe, and all you've ever done is dip cones at Tasty Freeze, so why would we want you in this office? Well, you know, after a few tears were shed, they thought, well, maybe we'll give you a shot. But it really was the way that God took my steps a little at a time. One day was different than the next, and then the next began to build on it. I've got a very dear friend here in Tulsa named Jim Stovall, and he said life is not a practice run. It's a Super Bowl, the Olympics, all wrapped up into one. But in order to get to your destiny, you've got to believe that you've really got something inside of you that's going to take you there because there's a permissive will and then there's a perfect will. God's got a perfect plan and a purpose for your life. And you can have it if you'll stay steady and trust Him to get you there. Or you can be mediocre and just take the permissive will. It's your choice. Pick this day whom you'll serve. You can either choose God's perfect will or His permissive will, but choose what's best for you. So stay tuned when we get back. We'll have Corey Frizzell and his little precious daughter, Lily. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Of course, we have here with us Corey Frizzell and his little one-year-old daughter, Lyric. And you know, it really does feel like your family. You know, we talk back and forth on Facebook and we've called on the phone several times. And I made a trip down to Nashville, Tennessee, probably, when was that? I don't remember exactly, like October. Yeah, I think October. it was October of 2009 to see Lyric while she was in the Vanderbilt, is that a children's hospital? Yes. Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt Children's Hospital in Nashville because of some bad news that you heard back in July, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, Corey's father, Alan Frizzell, very well-known Christian country and before was strictly country, musician, singer, songwriter, phenomenal songwriter. He was on our set that day in July and just before he got on the air, he came to us and told us that he had gotten a bad report on the physical condition of Lyric and they had her in the hospital, which everybody just freaked for a second. And then we all stood in a circle and held hands and began to pray that God would heal her and restore her life. And here she is right now as an example of that. So tell us, you know, gosh, what horrible news to receive yeah, of your absolutely. little daughter because she was only eight months old. At the ten, ten months ten old. Months old. Mm -hmm. And so tell me how that all came about. Well, actually, it was, <clears throat> believe it or not, it was actually on my birthday in July. I didn't so know it was that. July 28th, and we were all 
the family was getting ready to celebrate my birthday and and Lyric had been running a mild temperature mm -hmm. for a few days and and her mom Crystal just kind of had that gut feeling you know and she said that morning instead of doing what we had planned she wanted to go back to the pediatrician and just make them take some tests do something you know we weren't real big on doing the Tylenol because she had she been sick before no, this is just a freak yeah she had never really been sick it's just she had a mild temperature and was a little bit lethargic we just knew that she wasn't the same you know mm. so you know and, and instead of going out that day to celebrate we went to the pediatrician and and demanded that they take some blood and take some tests and now see that that's a lot of parents wouldn't have done that they would have really said let's finish our party first yeah. let's so you all were you know that alert inside of you yeah. wow that's wonderful yeah, she just you know had that motherly instinct that gut feeling and so you know we were there about three and a half hours mm -hmm. and i think that they knew that we were dealing with cancer but you know didn't want to tell us or wasn't too sure mm. we were told that the uh, their blood machine was broken they weren't sure if the readings were correct and had told us that we needed to immediately go to the emergency room at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. And of course we did, and that's where we got the news that she had. Leukemia. So what's your first initial reaction when somebody tells you, especially when you know she's so young? What? It was, it was unbelievable. It's definitely the hardest thing that Crystal and I have ever been through. I it mean, do you think- Unbelievable. Do you think we, right away though that, um, for, do you think death right away? Or do you think, uh, you know? You know, I didn't. Um, I, you know, was a fighter okay. for years. So there you go. You know, you know, I, I'm used to having to fight things. You know, mm -hmm. so I have that instinct. But I, but at the same time, when a doctor comes in and not only tells you, you know, says cancer, which right. is a dreaded word, right. but then tells you that she's the only person in history to have her kind of cancer, that's unfathomable. And so. The only person in history. In documented history to have her kind of leukemia. That's right. So is there any reason for that? I mean, what? They just have never seen it. They've never wow. seen her kind of. Nothing. Not, I mean, it wasn't like environment that you were in? or nothing. Wow. They don't know if it's environmental. They say it's not hereditary. It's just one of the things that kind of happens. You know, Lord just allows certain things to happen mm. for certain reasons. We may never know why or we right. may know why. But right. Well, didn't we talk one time, though, that, I mean, Lyric is special because, Absolutely. you know, she's setting some documentation for mm -hmm. people that may come along in the future. That's right. So, like, she's the poster child for this particular yeah, kind of exactly. leukemia. Now, didn't you say last night it was kind of like lupus or? No, she's also what's called lupus factor five. Oh. And that means she's predisposed to uh, clotting. Her blood will clot. And we found that out in the ER when they did the blood dialysis to, to kill the white cells that were overtaking her body. Okay. And, they, and then all of a sudden we're dealing with a second issue, a major clot in her leg that could have went to her heart. And so that's when we found out she was lupus factor five. Wow. And so because of that, you know, she gets a shot twice a day through this, this port right here. She's got a port in her arm. It's okay. called an insufflon. Wow. It's used for diabetics. So we stick that in her once a week Instead of, I know we we had kept in contact. You would oh, send. Oh, that is a blood thinner that she gets, probably for the rest of her life. Wow. Now the, yeah, the website. What was that? Website. Yeah. The website's lyricforzell.com. Okay. Yep. And so you would, every, almost every day, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Or at least every yeah. two or three days, you would send us an update of what she's doing. You know, and some mm -hmm. days it would be 
scary, you know, yes. that you would say, this is going on and she really needs your prayers. She really needs help. And then some days you would say, hey, she's doing fine. She yeah. ate all of this food. But what was so interesting is to get that update every time. And that's documenting because yeah. didn't you say you're, you're saving all that. Yeah. One of these days she'll get to read all the little, yeah. because people would post on there yeah. you know, prayers or say something to Lyric. And one of these days she'll get to look back yeah. when she can start reading. <laughs> and see what everybody yeah, said absolutely. to help her along. I started running, you know, the website and, and, and I was just real candid with, right. with videos of even procedures and photos and a daily journal and, and we had people all over the world just waiting for updates daily and right. people all over the world praying. And so we just believe that, you know, that fervent prayer yes. is really what turned the corner. And that's them. what so, you're here for today, just yeah. to give testimony of God's faithfulness to Absolutely. turn it around. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes, and uh, she's as cute as she can be. You asked me last night over dinner at Zio's if, if, uh, if she'd grown. Now, <laughs> looking at her today, I said a little bit last night, but yeah. looking at her today, she has grown quite a yeah. bit since... Uh, yeah, she went into the hospital. We were there six months. Wow. Um, and I think we were only home 22 days. But uh, she... Uh, went in 20 pounds and we left 20 pounds. So she didn't really gain weight. Um, but, uh, you know, we, uh, just after a couple weeks of being home, she jumped up to 24 pounds. So she gained about four pounds of eating home cooking. Oh, and, wow. And, you know, the chemo, you know, being weaned off the chemo, so. And you said that she likes being outside now. She oh, doesn't. she loves it. She <laughs> she, prefers to be outside more than anything. She's <laughs> so used to being in that little, because you had this little, she mainly, now, well, at different times she had to stay in the room, was Absolutely, quarantined yeah. in there and couldn't yeah. even get in the, out in the hallways, right? Yeah. And then when she got out in the hallways, it was like a, yeah, <laughs> a brand been, new world. Yep, absolutely. And you know, when you're dealing with, with cancer and chemo, which wipes out, it, not only does it wipe out those cancer cells, but it wipes out your good cells. And so she would mm. have no immune system. So we were in a, in a pod that was a filtrated pod in the hospital. And then there were times that they were, we were dealing with deadly infections. And mm. so anytime there was, you know, a patient had an infection or she did, you know, sometimes we'd be quarantined to the room. And there was times we were there two, three weeks in the room without leaving the room. Mm. And so you can understand why she likes to be outside. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now when I was up there to visit, mm -hmm. you, you had your little easel up mm -hmm. there because you're an artist. Mm -hmm. And so you would have to just take everything you got and, yep. and try, because that's how you make a living mm -hmm. is your artwork. So you just had to sit there and something, she may need a bottle. She may need something uh, done, you know, mm -hmm. uh, medically. And you just, cause it had to be hard. It was I very mean, difficult. It was very difficult. I, I just kind of moved in and, and just continued to work on art projects and, and you know, if, if she needed me or if we had a procedure or if there was something serious going on and I just, you know, everything else had to wait. I just tried to work around it. And there were times I would be doing portraits or working on, on different things mm. at two, three in the morning, just because wow. that's when I finally had an opportunity. So. <laughs> Tell us about it, Lyric. <laughs> well, you're a very, you know, there's so many daddies that something like this would happen and they'd say, See mama, see you mama, yeah. see you later. You we take actually, care of it. We actually seen that firsthand there. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't oh, believe no. some of the children that were actually alone even. Oh. It's just heartbreaking. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's break for a quick commercial. When we get back, we'll talk some more with Corey and little Lyric Frizzell. Thanks. Welcome back. 
You know, we just ended this segment with talking about how that I told you that you were a good daddy because some daddies would walk off and leave their the mothers there to, to take care of the child when they're that sick. And, and uh, he said there was a, a young girl there. How old was she? Samantha was seven. Seven. Yeah. And she was going through something similar? Yeah, she to... had leukemia also and, and was uh, uh, going through, we actually thought she was healthier than Lyric, you know, really? Lyric being so unique. Right. And, but they became real close and were playmates and they played so much together. And unfortunately, she, she passed a couple of weeks ago and it was just one of wow. the most shocking things. It, it kind of put everything in perspective and put it right there in mm -hmm. front of us because we got to know her so well. And you know, I'm kind of thinking I met her when I was I there. Think did, yeah. I think I met her out in the mm -hmm. hall that day. And uh, you know, we can't understand all of those things. I mean, why God allows certain things to happen in our lives. But we're sure glad that we've got Lyric here. But we just pray God's blessings on Samantha's parents as they go through this healing time in their own lives. And tell us what's next. I mean, as far as with Lyric, she's in remission now. Well. Um, she's what they call she's there's no presence of leukemia okay. cells in her blood and bones. So that doesn't even but mean microscopically she has leukemia, but uh, she won't be declared in remission for five years. So oh, okay. for the next five years, we'll go into we'll visit the clinic at Vanderbilt and monitor her blood counts and just her greatest chance of a relapse will be within the next two years. But we're uh, you know keeping our faith that that you know and praying to the Lord that He'll continue to sure. heal her completely. And you've still got all those people all over the world Absolutely. that will stand yeah. with you. Uh, let me, let's talk a little bit about Vanderbilt. I mean, mm -hmm. is that something that do people with sick children just to get to go there and it doesn't cost them anything or? No, it, 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 costs? it does cost, but they won't turn anyone away. Okay. Yeah. And it's one of the leading research hospitals in the country. So, so. That, that would be something that people need to, do they have like a fund set up for oh, people yeah. that they, don't? They do a lot of, of, of uh, charity and fundraising okay. and people can donate things and they can, they can give to the hospital and they can give it for something particular to one floor or one area oh, or, okay. You know, so or one child. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, in memory of someone, or, but yeah, they they did a they did a great job, and you know when you're there long term, it's just it's a really hard thing to deal with. So, but, well, uh, well, so let's remember Vanderbilt. You know that sometimes there's there's things that we don't know are going around going on in the world that we could help. You know, we can help some of these little children have a better life if we help Vanderbilt. Right. So keep them in mind. Is there anything coming up for you personally, you know, that your artwork or something yeah, that have, you do? I have more going on than ever, you know, for I had to take a six month break, essentially. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. I have a new project called Grassville that I'm doing in Nashville. You, there's a link on my website at CoreyFrizzell.com. Okay. And people um, can continue to follow Lyric's website at LyricFrizzell.com. We'll just keep on, you know, letting people know how she is, and uh, uh, other than that, just well, Lyric, enjoying life and being out of sure. the hospital, you know. Thank you for being here today, baby. You drank all your milk. We're going to have to get you some more of that. Before we go to commercial, I want you to hear this quick clip that we've got of Sweet Lyric Elena, a song that Corey's father and, and who else? My uncle, my uncle David. Uh, Frizzell and, and Jimmy Fortune, one of the Statler brothers, had written for Lyric. And it's a gorgeous song, and they play this on their website, and you probably produced it, and, and it's going all over now, isn't it? It's, no, no, we, we didn't. It was you just, just used did for it a commercial. For, just for, yeah. okay, a commercial. You don't want to miss it, so listen to this, and think about Lyric and Corey. Mm -hmm. 
I'll introduce you to a little girl I know Met her a little while ago She's only nine months old And her name is Riri Sweet Larry Lane I write songs with pretty melodies Fill them with rhyme and harmonies With my guitar I play them for Sweet she lights up every corner of the room with her smile I thought I understood what she was saying there for a while But she was only making baby sounds That's really all I heard But I believe her mom understands her every word Just hold her tiny hand and dry the tears we pray. Oh, lyric is a precious gift we're thankful for each day. And we understand she's in your hands. Please love her. Mm -hmm. 